Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their business with the podcast, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them, also known as attraction marketing. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is Dai Manuel. Dai is the ultimate super dad, husband extraordinaire, and all-around life enthusiast. Dai is on a mission to inspire and positively impact 1 million role models across the globe, encouraging them to lead a functionally healthy life through education, community, and much encouragement. As an award-winning digital thought leader and author, Dai has mastered leading by example, always staying true to his values of fitness, family, faith, finances, and fun. He knows firsthand how challenging it can be to Judge life's responsibilities while prioritizing health and happiness. Dai is a sought-after lifestyle mentor, executive performance coach, and keynote speaker who leaves audiences feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on the world. Welcome to the show, Dai. Uh, thanks, Al. This is uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a bit. I like your energy, man. But also, I just found out you and I the same peeps so uh i didn't realize that you had such an extensive background in fitness and and i mean you owned a facility for 28 years man that's freaking awesome yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah 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 i'm excited to to, to, to hear your spin on things as well so why don't you be, begin there tell us about your background and what led you to where you are now well, I'll, I'll give you the abbreviated short version as best I can. You know, I, I just turned 47, so there's obviously a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I had a great childhood, great upbringing. I grew up, uh, up just outside of Toronto, Ontario, so the eastern side of Canada, or more mid-east, and uh, moved up to Vancouver when I was 18 after I graduated high school. And uh, so that's where my home base is now is Vancouver, Canada. Um, you know, I'm a dad of two beautiful daughters. Uh, they're 18 and 20 now so we're newly empty nesters my wife and i which is a whole nother weird space to be in um and then you know i've been dating my wife for 23 years and uh th that's the stuff that's most important about where i'm at now but obviously if we're talking professionally um i didn't come to health and fitness naturally i was morbidly obese as a teenager made some lifestyle changes like a lot of us go through those big changes and sure enough i found myself loving it so much that I was like, I want to do this the rest of my life, at least somehow helping people with transformation. And, uh, you know, fast forward a lot of years later, um, I've had a couple businesses. I, I, I exited out of one eight years ago after being in it for 17 years in the retail space, selling fitness equipment and accessories. So I, you would have been my client, Al. I would have been selling you the gear, you know, the accessories, the apparel, the supplements. And uh, um, after I transitioned from that, I've been the last eight years, you know, my family and I, traveled for about five years while I was transitioning what I did to more online to allow us more nomadic type of lifestyle, but also allowed me to, you know, continue to earn an income, but in a different sort of fashion than what I was used to, you know, brick and mortar, I, I'm pretty much chained to the brick and mortar, right? Like, I mean, it's not like yeah. I didn't, could just pick up and go, you know, live in Bali for two and a half years like we did. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun learning a lot of cool things. And, and most recently, you know, I've, found myself launching my own podcast finally after being on over 300 other podcasts that are other people's podcasts i was like you know what enough of me saying the same damn thing again and again i'm gonna make my own <laughs> and uh so here we are today that's awesome that's re that's really really cool and congratulations on the on the Thanks. podcast and everything thank you 
that, that, that's really cool yeah it's it's a it, it does get like you know like a little boring just like not not to everybody else but to you you know yes, like you're repeating yes. the thing, thing all, all the time yeah yeah so um but I, I so so I, so that's one of the cool things you know when i when i first you know heard, heard about you and i started following you on instagram and i then i found out that you had that you know that huge uh focus on health and wellness Yes. And you like, like you're also into success and helping people with that as well, you know, and in all areas of life. So um, why don't you tell us about like that holistic approach that you t take that um, which include those five lefts that we mentioned earlier, that family uh, or fitness, family, faith, finances. And, and fun, uh, fun. <laughs> and, and I love that you like you emphasize fun with it with a lot of a, a lot of the big portion of what you do. You know, you, you know it. I, I mean, let's be honest. What, what do we all want more out of life? Well, I, I think we want to smile more. I think that's really the, down to the foundation of, of what is all about quality of life, you know, is connection, community, you know, camaraderie, if I'm going to keep using a bunch of alliteration, but, uh, you mm -hmm. know, just that connection piece is so critical, but also we're emotional beings, right? We're not people that choose to be emotional. We're, we're defaults are emotions. And if we're not smiling at least once a day, there's lots of room for improvement. Okay. <laughs> there's lots of room. And, uh, but what I found was really challenging and, and you can probably speak to this very, very well, Al, because you've been around the industry for a long time yourself. You know, people have the best of intentions when they want to get healthier. They really do. But we often think about health as being a physical thing, but it's more than just being physically healthy. Because otherwise, if people could just be physically healthy, everybody would be. What I mean by this is they'd be able to keep those results when they achieve those results because you just wash, rinse, repeat. But unfortunately, this emotional part of who we are, right, also with the psychology, you know, if we talk about mental health, financial health, spiritual health, like we can talk about health in so many different ways. And so this holistic view is more well-rounded, but it's also very much uh, relatable because we're not just one type of person. We're, we're a combination of a bunch of stuff. And, and it's really dependent on our experiences and how we've grown up and, and what kind of influences we've had, you know? And, and so I got really, uh, I, and I would honestly say I, I was sad at a big part of my life there where, cause I, I'm someone that gets a lot of fulfillment when I see people get great results, when I see that smile on their face, or I see them do that thing that I've been encouraging them to do that they were like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. Come on. You can either choose not to do it or you can try, you know, but what do you want to do? You know? And, and then all of a sudden they do it and they're like, Oh my gosh, I did it. I was like, I told you, <laughs> you know, but, but that paradigm shift that happens when someone is so uh, believes so much that they can't do something when all of a sudden they do it, it's a game changer. Like your paradigm literally shifts and you go from a place of being like, I can't, or I won't, or I never be able to, to, yeah, why not? I think I can. I think I could do that. I think I can learn to do that. And so, yeah, I look at everything from a holistic approach. You know, we got to be financially sound and healthy because if we look at today's day and age, it's financial stresses that unfortunately are the demise of a lot of relationships, both familial, but also, you know, business relationships. You know, if you're working with partners, suppliers, I mean, teach clients, uh, let's be honest, you got financial stresses, it's going to affect everything in an organization, especially the culture. And outside of that, when you start looking at family, right? Like, what are those family dynamics like? What are your personal relationships like? 
Would you give it a good grade? Would you say it's healthy, robust, resilient? Or is it mm, maybe the opposite? And so that same sort of focus and intention, I, I invite people to consider. And even though I use 5S, Al, like I invite people, figure out what your core values are that are most important, and then start to look at what you're doing on the day-to-day -to, -day to support that, but also to improve that. Because it has to be intentional. You can't just, you know, I, I, I tell people, it's like, great, you, you want to go to the gym. All right. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad that you want to go to the gym. But when are you actually going to go? <laughs> you know, it's like it, because we all know the results come through the actions. And uh, and so that's sort of a, you know, roundabout way of telling you that's that's the philosophy there. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, one of my friends talks about that, like the, the have it all kind of uh, yeah. feeling or have it all society kind of thing, you know, where you because uh, like, um, like I mentioned earlier to you, uh, like a lot of business people are just focused on the money, you know, and then, yes. yeah. and then on, on the other side of that, there's the, the hardcore fitness people that are just focused on the yeah. fitness and they, and they sacrifice even their money, their job, their, their right. relationship, everything just to, for that, you know, whether it's athleticism or, or just straight up gym, you know, gym rat, you know, yeah. Yeah, sure. and, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. And, uh, you focus on all that is is super awesome, especially in today's age where people just you know you know they're they're so like superficial you know so um, sure. yeah yeah th th this helps people to you know be more grounded you know and and uh, the it's one thing framework. that you mentioned too yeah oh yeah sorry go ahead what was uh, that one out? thing that you mentioned too is that yeah. that, that I, like I've been I've tried to get out of you know fitness and wellness, yeah. you know, to, not, yeah. not, not, to, not completely, but helping like uh, gym owners and wellness center mm. owners and stuff like that. But like the gratification thing that you said, when somebody actually does do something and you convince them and they finally <laughs> experience it and they, they make it their own idea, like, oh my God, yeah. like this is, this is my, my new life right here. Like, exactly. like that gratification, there's nothing like it. You know, you're right. Because Al, like, you know, I, I've often heard people say that the, the hardest weight to lift when you go to the gym is the door latch, right? Like just, <laughs> just opening the door to get in. But the cool thing is, is once you're there and you just, again, it, it's important for us as fitness professionals to also meet people where they're at, you know, and, and create real uh, expectations that are believable for that individual. Because where you're starting is obviously going to be very different from where you want to get to. But we got to recognize there's a lot of steps that got to happen between here and there and, and, and meeting people where they're at and giving them the little victories right out of the gate is so important. Like, all of us like to win. I mean, I, I've never met someone who says, no, I don't like to win. I'm like, well, if you don't like the win, I mean, uh, I can't talk to you. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> it's going to be really uh, a very heavy conversation, but people enjoy winning. I mean, if we look at the neurotransmitters, we get dopamine, serotonin. So we get that instant, like, woo, you know, we feel good, yeah. but it builds confidence. But confidence without clarity, huh? it, it, it can be really frustrating because we find ourselves procrastinating a lot. And I see this a lot with people in business, in life in general, because if you don't have the clarity, you lack confidence. And when you lack confidence, you actually don't take the actions you should be taking. You tend to do everything but those actions, Netflix and chill anyone, you know, like, <laughs> and so, so building clarity around a plan and a vision is important, but then it's also important to recognize that if you feel good about that plan, and you're clear about the first few steps to take, you can take decisive action and just take the steps, you know? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I did that. Now the confidence goes up and you want to 
you know, get even more clear. And so it's sort of this ebb and flow between those three points. And at least that's that's the way I like to explain it to make it really simple rather than getting into the whole science of change and habit forming, which, you know, I think a lot of people just it glazes over anyways, right? So let's let's talk about the practical application of change management and how you can be a champion of change and not feel like, gosh, I'm a victim of it all the time. I didn't yeah. want to change, you know, like, and it's tough, right? It's tough in today's day and age, especially. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I love that you're doing like that, those incremental steps to get to that ultimate goal, <laughs> you, you know, so they make it like this, the weight, take the weight off their, off their shoulders, basically. That's right. And That's right. Um, so like I was reading, you know, some of your stuff and you talk about the, the struggle of the juggle of life. So <laughs> um, how do you maintain balance and a positive mindset when, when life basically throws you those ups and downs? Well, I, I, you know, as an entrepreneur for, gosh, most of my adult life, I, I can honestly say that that struggle with the juggle is so real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it's funny because, you know, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, well, you ask an entrepreneur, hey, do you want your business to go? No one's going to say, no, thanks. Like, they, we just, we, we are, we're entrepreneurs because we like to create, we like to grow, we like to make an impact. We're doing things that excite us, that we feel connected to. And, and yet, it, it becomes also at times a burden. From the standpoint, we have so much expectations of ourselves that we have to keep working that that we'll give up lots of hours, we'll give up lots of energy, and then all of a sudden we're left with none, you know, to do the things to look after ourselves mm -hmm. because we've prioritized our business, we prioritize something outside of us, and that can be a real challenge: is figuring out how to create more harmony rather than balance. And and I had to get to that place in a hard way, you know. I, I hit burnout a couple times. Uh, the the Second time I, I experienced burnout, I, my immune system crashed and I was hospitalized for 10 days. Like wow. literally systemically, my body was shutting down because I also have a chronic autoimmune condition. So if I don't watch stress, especially chronic stress uh, and inflammation in my body, yeah, I'm, I'm a ticking time bomb at times, which people are surprised. They meet me and they see how healthy I am and the choices that I make. But I make those choices for a reason because I want to stay as healthy as I can, right? Because the alternative of lying in a hospital bed and getting shot up with a bunch of drugs to try to get my immune system working for me again, that is not something I want again. Yeah. And so what I invite people to do is don't worry about trying to balance everything because you'll never be happy. You'll never be satisfied. You'll always feel like, oh, I got to tinker with this and tweak that. And oh, well, you know, I'll take 10 minutes from here so I can do 10 minutes of that. Listen, forget about it. But try to find harmony between all the important areas of your life. But in order to do this, you also have to get really comfortable saying no or not now. Or maybe this is something I, I've been trying to put the square peg in the round hole and I'm going to finally acknowledge it doesn't fit. <laughs> so re releasing stuff from our schedules as well is really important. And now the time of year that we're having this conversation, is, it's great because it's right around the turn of a new year. And I always look at New Year's as being a fresh start. Forget mm -hmm. the resolution stuff. Don't, don't you know, get stuck in that stat. But, but think about solutions for your new year, you know, versus just trying to create resolutions that you end up disappointing yourself because you quit. Like the majority of 80% of people that don't even make it three weeks into the new year by maintaining the resolutions. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So that's some pieces there. And obviously there's different strategies if we want to lean into how to do this. But first and foremost, you got to take charge of your, your, how you spend your energy every day. Like that's, that's it. And also what's getting all your attention? Because as Tony Robbins and a lot of these other guys say, it's like wherever your attention goes, your energy flows. 
And wherever that input goes, you have to start to correlate that input to whatever outputs you're creating in your life. You know, sort of scientific method, right? The black box. It's like, I put certain things in the black box and look what comes out of the black box. Well, and especially you being in marketing, you totally get this, especially around SEO and, you know, looking at metrics or CPM, CPCs, like you got like, hey, we've got so many inputs here, so much spend. What kind of outputs are we getting? Oh, we're not getting the desired outputs. Let's go change the inputs again and see if that works. But people don't look at their life that way. <laughs> and instead, we're just like, if I throw everything in the box, hopefully I'll get everything I want. But the box is only so big. You can't fit everything in there. So you got to be really selective and intentional with where that energy and attention goes. And so um, it seems simple, but it's not easy. All right. Yeah. But if you commit to it, I know everybody can be successful for, with this sort of idea, but you have to get really honest with yourself first. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I love the way that you, you, you know, you word things and, you know, like, like solutions over re resolutions, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. the harmony over balance kind of a thing, you know, because people do get too caught up, especially now with like the internet and, you know, oh, in, you know like being Crazy. super loose and everything. And they yeah. try to like overanalyze what's going on. It's like, you feel good. Like, and they're like, why am I feeling good? What, 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 what's happening inside my body that's making me feel this way? Like, like you're right. just, just, just feel good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing though, right? Like it, it's, it's actually not that hard to feel good. You know, it's not that hard. Like I tell people, just go for a 30 minute walk outside and listen to something positive. Like maybe Al's podcast, you know, while you're walking, like you fill your mind with something positive while you're doing a physical activity. That's also positive for how you feel 30 minutes. Like that's it. And in 30 minutes, trust me, your outlook will be very different. You're going to feel accomplished because you've done something for your health, but you've also fed that mind of yours, you know, with something positive, which hopefully creates this positive momentum that can help you carry the rest of your day. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I call that like an upward spiral where, where yeah. one, one thing happens over another. Yeah. Yes, good <laughs> idea. Yeah, I love that description. You're absolutely right. Upward spiral. That's a, a great way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. So um, why don't we like a like 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 a real real world example? Uh, just yep. like what what lifestyle habits um, ha mm. have had the most significant impact on your life? Ooh, good question. Um, well, a lot of years ago, I. I got a little frustrated because obviously being diagnosed with a chronic autoimmune condition, it's, it's a disease called autoimmune neutropenia. And for all of those that aren't hematologists, like the majority of the world, it means that my, my uh, bone marrow is healthy. It produces something called neutrophils. This is standard for everybody, but my body kills off these neutrophils, which are responsible for staving off bacteria and viral infections in our body. So if you get a cut or a scrape, you get all this stuff that you get that little bit of pus around there. Well, that's your white blood cells working really well to prevent any infection or any, you know, these evil invaders coming in and doing you harm. I don't have that line of defense. So you can imagine, especially like during COVID, right? Virus here. My hematologist is like, die, you know, for this whole uh, pandemic, I think you should live in a bubble. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, I can't do burpees in a bubble. Like, what are you talking about? And, uh, but, but I've been very intentional based on how I live my lifestyle to keep inflammation down, to manage stress and overwhelm, to allow myself to stay more in a state of resilient and thriving versus being in a place where I'm constantly just battling to get up every morning, you know, cause that's, that's a very real potential for me. Some of those habits that have been most beneficial is recognizing that every day I have a choice 
to move my body with purpose. Mm-hmm. This is intentional movement, movement, like going back and forth from work, commuting and walking to work and walking home or riding your bike there. That's wonderful. I think it's great. It's bonus activity on a day. Plus it's good for the environment, you know, double right. win there, but you were going to commute anyways. But I'm talking about that extra little bit that you do for yourself that will intentionally put you in a state of feeling uncomfortable for a period of time, because this is going to create positive adaptation. I mean, this is how evolution works. Darwin talked about this. You know, it's like science has proven that yeah, it happens. You put some stress on the body or on a species, yeah, they say the fittest survives, right? Well, yeah, the most resilient survives. But to build resiliency, you got to do stuff that's hard. Okay, you you can't just you know phone it in on life. I'm sorry, you just can't do that. You, you, you got to do a little bit of work. You know, you're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to do things that make mm-hmm. you feel physically uncomfortable. But that's the sweet spot because you'll find that you all of a sudden start to improve. And next time you're doing something that's uncomfortable like that, you realize, oh, you know what? I can actually turn it up another notch because what I did yeah. last time, I'm trying it now. And it actually feels a lot easier now. Wow. You know, it's like, bing, bing, bing. The light bulbs go off and people are like, wow, this really does work. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because you're working it, you know, like, and it, and so it's it's really that simple. Um, but we we as a human species like to complicate things. But that's the one habit. So even on a day where I'm jammed, I got conversations happening. Maybe I've got to talk. Maybe I have to do some travel. I don't care. I'm gonna give myself at least a good thirty minute brisk walk, you know, no matter what. And of course, if I can work out, maybe get a little bit of weight training in there because I believe everybody should be doing resistance training. Everybody, no one is is getting a, a, a free ride on that one. You got to do some strength training. Yeah. Your body, maybe right now, is fine. Believe me, as you age, if you're not continuously challenging your body to move tension, you know, move through tension, it's a slippery slope. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh you're looking at the crevice over the crevice of, you know, bitter bones. Your body's deteriorating. Your metabolism slows. Your energy becomes lethargic. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, lump on a log, you know? And that's not a very good quality of life. So uh, those are two things. A little bit of resistance training and walking every day with some intention to get the heart rate elevated. If people just do, commit to doing those two little things for 30 minutes or less a day, believe me, within 28 days, your life will be different. It just will be. I know it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, it's funny that you say that about the, you know, you know, you need to, you know, you know do the resistance and do all that, yeah. you know, um, e- even if you don't think you need it now. And I, I, I have a... Um, uh, part part of my wellness business is uh, we have, is CBD. Oh, um, great! Yeah, and yeah. I, I went blind from glaucoma and got my vision back with the, with oils with the formulation no that I way. created. Right? Wow! So, um, but I have a a muscle gel that's a, it's a really awesome mm. muscle gel and infused uh, two different kinds of CBD in there, and it's called cool. Move It. And the oh tagline, no way! That's a great. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's M-U-V-I-T just for, you know, just oh, for, to be different, but M-U-V-I-T, but um, yeah. it's called Move It, and the tagline is Move It or Lose It. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It is true, right? Like, and it's funny, there's all these cliches. You know it. You've been around the industry as long as I have. There's so many cliches, like no pain, no gain, right? Yeah. Don't move it, you're going to lose it. it. But they're all founded in something. I mean, the no pain, no gain, I, I, I don't think anybody should be looking for pain, but discomfort's not bad. You know, pain, pain isn't good. Okay. No pain. That's like a fear. No, stay away from the pain place, but get, get used to feeling uncomfortable. That's okay. That's what exercise should be. I I honestly feel like if it's just like 
easy D, you know, like just meh, meh, meh. like you got to challenge yourself. I mean, that's again why I said movement with intention, you know, not just moving yeah. for the sake of moving uh, because everybody can do that. And then when, you know, I remember years ago, they came out this thing about 10,000 steps, you know, all of a sudden everybody wanted to walk 10,000 steps. But you don't realize it takes quite a while to run to to, to walk ten thousand steps, you know. But what they were trying to say is be mindful in your day to at least get some movement, so you're not sitting in front of a TV, a screen, a desk, a, a steering wheel, you know, for twelve to sixteen hours a day because it's going to wreak havoc on your body. Your bodies aren't designed for that. And so if you don't do something to offset that kind of a lifestyle, you know, the the, the issues compound over time. And so it's better to deal with it now versus, you know, 10 years from now when all of a sudden you, you're finding it hard to get up in the morning. You know, it's almost impossible to tie your shoes or you're getting winded going up a flight of stairs. Well, by that point now you're like, oh, I got to get started now. But imagine how hard it is to start then. Right. Like versus starting right now. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that you brought up, you know, um, <clears throat> that a lot of people don't realize is like, like you have this autoimmune thing going on mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's serious. And if you yeah. just, if you did the, like, we're, we're in, Amer I'm in America over here, that's why the standard American diet, you know, um, yeah. if, if, if you did that, you'd be in a world of hurt, I you know, be. and you'd be yeah. one of those people like curled up in a ball, just like, I you know, this like, why me kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. but but you chose a different path and you chose to, you know, to be completely healthy, mm -hmm. you know, because the, there's really no other choice for you. To, there's no middle no. ground. It's no. like either either super healthy or super, you know, messed up. Sick. And, super and, sick. Yeah, exactly. Um, and some people that are like that with that super messed up, they, they don't realize that they can be mm -hmm. super healthy if they had made the choice and then had the right guidance, you know? Yes. And, and, uh, and so, cause so many people suffer. And I, cause I've had people come to me like, you know, in, in their fifties, late fifties, early sixties, like I, I didn't feel this good in high school, you know, cause, cause you know, because now, now they're, you know, living the lifestyle, they've embraced yeah. everything, you know? So and, good. And, and but to your point though, like science is keeping us alive longer, which is great, uh -huh. but do you want to be kept alive longer if your quality of life is garbage and you keep going in and out of a hospital? Like, I mean, I just, I have conversations with people, very real people, you know, that are dealing with some mm -hmm. serious ailments and I, I can relate to that. I know what it's like to feel sick. You know, I get it, but there's so many ways to offset the sickness and regain and reclaim health, you know, and, and especially the holistically speaking, your mental health, your acuteness with your mental abilities to just be nimble, right? And, and agile and really to be athletic mentally as you are physically. And, and it's all possible for everybody. You know, people often say, oh, you're just overly optimistic. I'm like, no. I mean, if, if you don't believe that you can do that, then you're probably right. You're probably right. You know, like, but if you tell me you want to get healthier, well, do one thing that will make you healthier today and then keep doing it. And let's have another conversation in 30 days and see how things have, uh, have advanced. And I know every single person that commits to it and does it, they get good results. Like, it's just, I mean, there's no smoke and mirrors here, you know, like, this yeah. is just, just do it, you know? And, and, uh, I even had a little bit of a rant the other day talking about, I mean, I, I think Nike's a wonderful brand. I own a lot of their products. Okay. But I'm not here to endorse Nike, but they have a slogan, just do it. And I think what a what a great slogan. It's simple. It's effective. People understand exactly what it means. Just do it. Just get up and do it. But what about if we created a, and celebrated the idea of I just did it? You know, like forget about just doing it. I just did it. 
you know, like celebrating the completion of that commitment or intentional action that we said we wanted to do. And then we did it, you know, relish in that because that's the actual victory. And that's where the results happen is because you've already done the action. So, you know, I'm waiting for a cease and desist from Nike any one of these days. But uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, it's just, again, maybe a play on words, but it has two very different meanings, right? Just a slight change, but completely different context all of a sudden. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Cause yeah, cause that, that appreciation factor is like, it's lacking everywhere. I, I, um, with a, cause of, cause of that eyesight thing, there was a woman doing a documentary on me a few years back and, uh, and she was a film producer for like, uh, storage wars and all these different oh, kind yeah, of yeah. things, you know, and, 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 and she would, you know, go with me and like when I would do my talks and do all these things, then she would be filming on the side. But, but like beforehand, she would prep me like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, over, over, over. Like, like yeah, boom, boom. okay, now, now you got it. And then, but, but at the, at the end, like she'd like, I'd be like, oh, you know, like this happened in the day or this happened in the week or whatever. It's like, wait a minute. You just did this. You just did this. You just did this. Yes. Celebrate that. Yes, you know, and and it, and it is so important because like I was like, oh wow, like I I'm actually doing something. I'm I am, you know. There's all, all these things on these two little things over here. I was dwelling on, you know. So what what you're doing and 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 the way you teach things is just so awesome. Thank you, thank you. I I try to simplify things as best I can because yeah. I also I'm not someone that gets into like. I remember when I was going through all my certs and and doing everything. And, you know, when I was young, okay, when I say like a young trainer, I thought people were impressed if I could say the muscles based on their actual anatomical names. But I would see their eyes and they'd be like, what's going on? You know, like they just didn't understand. Like it just didn't make sense, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I realized that language is such a barrier, but it doesn't have to be. It can be used as a way to actually make things easier to understand because if we understand them better, we're more clear. We feel more confident. We do take more action, and you know, and that sort of just keeps fulfilling itself. Uh, so I really work hard to try to make you know complicated or com complex ideas simpler for people. You know, make them more accessible. And and I know you do that in the marketing space as well. Because I mean, gosh, you start talking about marketing, you look at like the list of all the different words in marketing. I mean, it, dude, you need a whole dictionary yeah. just to understand marketing terminology today. You know, so what you're doing is exact same thing, right? You're you're simplifying the process so all of us can have more access to it. You know? Yeah, and and, and it's amazing. You know that. that um... That, but that you just said that that um the, the the similarities between like health and fitness weight loss industry and mm -hmm. the way you approach that and the way you approach business success are so mm -hmm. similar you know, you know cool. like, like doing things that are slightly uncomfortable you know and doing them for a period of time and, and mastering them being patient persistent and consistent with your efforts and all these different things it's it, it um it there's so many similarities to it. Like every, every time somebody comes to me with these business problems, I always I'm always relating them to to this lady that wanted to lose this weight but couldn't. You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, and like, oh my god, it, it's it's good. Like, it's like it's, it's these same principles of life just applied to different areas. Yes, and that's it, that's why I love your holistic approach as well. Huh. Thanks, man. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's constantly being refined because it's funny, you know, now being 47, it's like a lot of things are constantly changing for me, obviously, physically mm -hmm. and, and emotionally and, and spiritually. And like every part of me is changing, you know, every day is something new. And uh, 
but the physical changes have been the most interesting because you know age is age we do age right like but it's not necessarily linear and and sorry and what i mean by this is like we're used to time being very linear right like we got the past we got the present we got the future it's like this nice straight line just is what it is time keeps ticking but the way that we can look at longevity today and and especially not lifespan but health span means how many years will you be alive but be healthy and thriving and so I think we're starting to shift how we relate to this. So age isn't about a number anymore. As much as that cliche used to pop up in memes and all that, it's, you know, they were implying more the mental side, but really data and science has been showing us that, no, age isn't what it was before. You know, like I, I, I've got a client, you know, he's two years younger than me, but people see us side by side. They presume he's almost 60. You know, and it's like, well, why is that? We've we, we had similar upbringings. We, we've made similar choices in life, you know, and obviously there's different genetics at work, but I do a lot of things that are very intentional to optimize my health span. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, yeah. Am I fighting oxidative stress a bit more effective than the next person? Yes, because that's what ultimately wears us down and starts to break cells down. And we see this aging cycle kick in. And I just want people to be aware there's a lot of breakthrough science coming out now that's showing ways to develop this resiliency and and allow us to live longer, healthier, you know? And it's not just taking a pill, okay? It's just not. I mean, if there was a pill that guaranteed that we live forever, I mean, I'm sure there'd be a lineup to get it. Mm -hmm. But if you still have to go in and out of the hospital forever, I don't know if I'd want the pill, (laughs) you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, yeah, and so, so like, like I, I'm going to be uh, 58 next week, right? Right on. You're looking and, good, man. Uh, that's a sign of the health and fitness choices you're making. Like that's that's awesome. You look great, yeah. man. Yeah. So, um, and I have like these two friends. One, like one, like right now is 64, and the other one's 65. And I met them, and then they're, they're they're holistic. You know, they have oh, yeah. all these practices. You know, um, and. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they live the life, right? You know, and, yeah. and, and they stay away from the, you know, pharmaceuticals and they're, they're yeah. naturally and all, all this kind of stuff. And they do, they, they run wellness businesses and they're like my, the people I look up to because the, the one guy, he goes riding mountain, mountain biking, like in, in the yeah. hills, like, like, wow. like 20 miles, you know, like, like three times a week, you know, and wow. he's 65 and like, wow. He, like he just learned how to do like handstands and do oh, like yeah. pull, and like those Cirque du Soleil poles and everything in his sixties, you know, and he and, wow. and he and he and he and he could do the splits both ways and he's flipping people off as he's going down and you know he's just like he, he's he's an animal he likes to have fun but but like those those guys are you, like people in their twenties can't do what they do you know that's and right. so that so that's 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 what I'm looking up to and I'm looking forward to as opposed to you know doing the traditional method yeah <laughs> yeah right but but you know what you just brought up there al which i think is really important for everybody to take note of you know if they're listening or watching this is is that influence of association mm-hmm. right like you think about it you're getting around guys like that well obviously it motivates you inspires you but also there's a certain level of accountability that automatically happens just by showing up with them you know yeah. And, you know, Jim Rohn years ago said we're the net sum of, you know, the five closest relationships that that we maintain. And there's a lot of truth in that. You know, you hang around a bunch of people who like to drink, maybe do drugs, maybe, you know, slack off at work, maybe don't treat their relationships with a lot of respect. Well, you know, 
just by happenstance, by making that your normal, you normalize those behaviors. So of yeah. course you're going to just go along with what everybody else is doing because it's normal behavior, but it doesn't mean it's the right behavior, right? Like, or the best yeah. choice of behaviors. <laughs> and, and so we do have to challenge, like, I mean, I, I'm full disclosure. I mean, I've been sober for almost 15 years now for a choice. Cause I used to struggle with alcohol big time, big time. And, you know, here I am someone trying to live in the health and wellness space and be someone that's very much trusted and authority and here to help people. But on the flip side, I had this just this burden, this weight that I was carrying around because I felt like a, an imposter a lot of the times because my lifestyle didn't really match what I was preaching and encouraging and sharing. And so I made some big choices, you know, to, to move away from alcohol. And it was the best choice I could have made. But I also realized how hard it was because most of my association at the time, I mean, that's what we did to socialize. Yeah. You go to the pub, you know, you go play around a golf and you hang it on the 19th green after, right? Like it just, alcohol was always there, both business and personal. And so it, I just recognized that this is not the thing I want to model or met, be mentored by. I need to change my association. And, uh, and that was a big part of my success in that first 12 months of going sober, why I've been able to maintain it because it started as just a one-year choice to just stop drinking for a year, just to see if I could mm -hmm. make some changes, you know, what would happen. And sure enough, after the year, I was like, you know what? I don't need that anymore. I, I, I just, there's no desire. There's no want. I just, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now and how I'm growing and the awareness that I have with it. And I'm not here to vilify alcohol. Okay. Like I'm not, yeah. my wife drinks, like, listen, I'm not. Not that guy, right? I'm not here saying don't drink, it's bad for you. I mean, if you drink in excess, yeah, you can have some challenges. But even the blue zones where they have people living to be 100 plus, they have a little bit of wine every day. So you see that there is benefits to alcohol and it can be connected to longevity as well. But um, this is just that awareness. And thanks, you sort of just got me triggered on that by talking about these two guys that you hang out with. And I, I encourage everybody, get around people that have the values that you yourself want to have you know, or maintain, because if you're around them, you'll just find it's just the way that you live. You're not even thinking about it anymore. You're just doing what, what your closest friends and connections are doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It has to do with, with morals and values, with eating, yeah. with everything, you know, everything, everything. You know, it, because, you know, when I was younger, we used to, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a power lifter, you know, competitive oh, cool. and all that. So it was wow. powerlifters and bodybuilders. Right. And, yep. and we just ate different, you know, so yes. like, and, and other people, they like, like they're they're filling us the chips and the this and that and everything. Yep. And like, what, like if when you go out, like the bread the bread basket would come. Like, oh, oh no, yeah. we can't eat that. We can't we, we can't have that. It's like not, like not not we don't want it or it's not good for us. It's, we just can't have it. It, just, it wasn't even in the vocabulary to have bread yeah. or something like that. You know, because because yeah. we were so hardcore training for you know for contests yeah. all the time. And, and and yeah, and, and it was very easy for us to say that. And and then you start hanging around other people because of work or whatever. And you're like, wow, they're making way different choices. <laughs> yes, totally, man. That's exactly right. And it's, it's crazy, so that, but that's that's what happens, right? Like, and that's what I love about it too, is, you know, because I was re reading a bunch on, on, on you and like, and, and one of the big things that you talk about isn't just you know the the actions and the knowledge and mm -hmm. all, and strategies but also community you, you know yes. like and, and, yes. and, and, and having that ar around you and you try to provide that for people as well you, you know right. so i um why don't you tell us about, about the uh this whole life fitness manifesto that that two percent solution sure well, well, thank you. I, I sort of already alluded to this earlier talking about you know this this even just getting outside for a 30 minute walk and 
if you look at your your 24 hour clock, your day, your your full day, um, 28.4 minutes is actually 2% of that 24 hours. So mm-hmm. I round up, okay? So 30 <laughs> minutes every 24 hours is what I invite people to make non-negotiable for their health. All right. So what I'm saying is you're going to carve out 30 minutes every day. That's that's really intentional time for you to work on your health. Now, that can be physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, mental health, whatever. It's intentional energy being applied to something that's going to help you. But by helping you, you're also going to help everybody that's connected to you. And this is what I really try to encourage people. So I wrote a book. It was published many years ago that talks about the whole life fitness manifesto. It's basically a a 2% solution for for improving your body, your mind, and your energy, or or some people might refer to as a soul or a spirit. And uh, it's incredible how quickly this compounds. You know, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, really well-known book, but it, it showed examples of, you know, you do something consistently every day. Well, those little bits of uh, uh, of deposits of actions lead to a big change over time, you know. And and uh, I sort of equate it to to you know these big cruise liners that we see on the water, right? Like they're ginormous. I mean, it's like a city on water. Well, if those are off course by half a degree, you know, half a degree, so it's just like slightly turn into the right, right? Off of where it should be going. Well, 24 hours later, it's going to be so far off course. But that's, again, how the compounding can work. You know, it's like massive changes over time. But the effort every minute or every day doesn't have to be huge. Because I think a lot of people are under the belief, well, if I can't get to the gym at least five days a week, why bother? I, I hear this. I hear this all the time. You know, or I have people I'll invite to come do a CrossFit class with me. And they're like, oh, 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 CrossFit. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll come try CrossFit when I'm a little fitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Wait, wait a minute. What did you just say? You know, like, and and it's like, do you understand what you just said? And because it's these underlying limiting beliefs that we have. And, and so my book really does put a lot of emphasis on the mental health side of things. Because your self-perspective influences your world perspective. And so if you want to change the external world that you live in, change how you look at yourself, you know, and, and it's really not complicated. Again, you, you probably already recognize I'm, I'm all about keeping things easy and simple. And, and so I just encourage people move for 15 minutes a day with purpose. Body weight exercises are fantastic. You don't need a gym. There's no excuse. You got enough room to put a towel down on the floor. You got enough room to do a workout. 15 minutes. That's only 1% of 24 hours. Now, the next 15 minutes after that is five minutes of mindful meditation, followed by 10 minutes of intentional, focused, personal or professional development. You know, so this is, again, just look at the inputs that you're putting into your mind. Like a lot of people, we open our phones first thing in the morning. It's also one of the things that we look at last at night. But if you're reading a bunch of negative news or you're seeing some really antagonistic type of social media posts, well, that's going to have an influence on you over time. Trust me, you know, negative, negative, negative. We see this in children that have been traumatized based on their upbringing, parents that were abusive verbally. Well, that little thing, it's not like they said one mean thing to them one time. It's a thing that's happened ongoing and ongoing and ongoing to the point that it creates this triggered response like a habit. Mm-hmm. Trauma is real. You know, it's real. And, but it's not like it, it, it's not something that we can all work through. But you have to work with a professional to do that. And, you know, I'm getting a bit off topic here, but getting back to the basics is if you can give yourself 30 minutes a day 
15 minutes of movement, five minutes of mindful meditation, 10 minutes of personal development. You're going to check a bunch of boxes. You're going to feel great. But within a very short period of time, you're going to notice that your sleep improves, your mobility improves, your, your ability to focus improves, the way you interact with other people improves. But also when you look in the mirror and you see that person looking back at you, that changes in a huge way. And, and that is actually the most impactful change that can happen. Because that means everything's changing. And now you're recognizing that you yourself has changed and in a way that you wanted to. Because uh, it's awesome. intentional activity. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 very empowering when you come to that connection. All of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, this happened because I chose for it to happen. Wow. I wonder what would happen if I did the same sort of approach to my business. You know, like really got intentional with what you're doing versus doing everything that you believe everybody tells you to do, right? Like Intuition's real. I mean, you know this. The marketing space is famous for this. So is the health space. I mean, you got 101 gurus telling the different things. And people are like, I don't know. I'm, I, I have no idea where to begin. And so some people just don't begin because they're like, I don't know who to believe. I don't know what's yeah. right or wrong. And uh, I think if we trust our intuition, a lot of times we can actually figure it out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, that thing you said about like, you know, with, you know, looking in the mirror and being happy, like, like there is actually a little thing. I, I, have, I have a program called a wall, a way of life. And, um, it, uh, and it's one of the things I, I, that I mentioned, you know, you know, is that you, you, you become completely happy with the person staring back at you in the mirror. Yes. yes. You know, so, so it's, that, that's, that's super, super awesome. And wow. um, like like information for like the book and the I think there's a program too is on your website yeah. for the that whole life fitness manifesto. You bet. Um, uh, so I think thank you for sharing all, all these crazy awesome all. insights. <laughs> and, um, is, is there like one like thing or one big idea that uh, people should take away from this episode? Well, I guess that belief is really a, a powerful driver. Both consciously, but also very much so subconsciously, you know, and we have to understand that there's certain programs that are always running in the background, you know, in our minds. And and those little programs can be reconfigured. OK, it doesn't happen overnight, but you can change some of those thought patterns, which will affect your belief systems. And living in a place where you believe that you can is way nicer and more fun than living in a place where you believe you can't. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage people, start with there. Just start there. Start doing the things that maybe go against some of that programming so you can prove to yourself that that belief was wrong. And you'll start to see, because once you know a belief's wrong, you can't ever go back to it and think it's right. It's like, no, that was wrong. You know, my belief that I couldn't get healthier at age 45 is an example. You know, I went through this a couple of years ago. I hit 45 and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm getting old. I'm almost 50. Blah, blah, blah. Like it just, it was funny. This is sort of this <laughs> existential crisis, right? And, and um, because also my kids were getting older, they're getting ready to go off to school. And I'm like, oh man, I'm getting old. And, uh, but I was like, well, could I be the fittest I've ever been and healthiest I've ever been, holistically speaking, at age 45 than I ever was at 25? Could I do that? And deep down in me, I didn't believe I could. There was that sort of limiting factor. It's like, well, DC, I mean, I'm being blindly optimistic here. It probably won't really happen. I, I don't think I can be fitter than I was in 25. Sure enough, I am. 
And even now at 47, I'm the fittest I've ever been and healthiest I've ever been in my life. You know, all, all, all things aside, even with the autoimmune condition, those hematologists, they, they look at my case because they're like fascinating. They're like, I just don't get it. Like, you should be mm -hmm. just in bed. Like, you know, like this doesn't make sense. Like you were an enigma is what they call me. And uh, but it's it's based on choice. So I want people to understand you always have a choice. But first of all, reprogram some of those beliefs that are holding you back. And if you don't know how to do that yourself, find someone that can help you, you know, because there's lots of them out there. Find a community. You can do it, you know. So you'll wake up and where you can celebrate and say, you know what, I'm not just going to do it. I already did it. And wow, it's working. Right. And uh, and that's what I'd like to leave you with today. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and like, like the, that point where, you know, living in a place of possibility and and, uh, you know, and just believe. You know, as, as opposed to just do it, just believe. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know yeah. it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a that, that's that's a huge uh, um, uh, insight there for people. You, you know, the, uh, to, to embrace and a good way to close this out. So, um, how can people get a hold of you or follow you if they're, if they're looking to do that? Well, I think you know, Instagram's the one I send most people to. I say, like, if you're going to pick one of the platforms that I'm on, make it Instagram. You know, and if it's more business, if you're more entrepreneurial and you, you like to keep more business type of things. Like I have a lot of clients that aren't on social, but they're on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm very active on LinkedIn and Instagram to, to serve both of those audiences. And and I love being on Instagram, though. I have a lot more fun with Instagram because it's, it's obviously a different audience. It's more open. I, I get to have a lot of my personality there. I, I'm very active with stories on the day to day. And I just join people what I'm doing because I, I, I want to be a role model. I want to show people rather than tell people what to do, you know, because most of us, I mean, I don't know who wants to be told what to do. I mean, come on, like at kids, yeah. we hated being told what to do. It doesn't change when we're older either. We don't like being told what to do, but I will invite people to try things. And I'm like, hey, I'm not just inviting this blindly. This is stuff that I do. Hey, check it out. I'm doing it today. And, and so that's, that's the point of that. So um, Instagram for sure. And it's just my name, nice and easy, Diamond, well, D-A-I-M-A-N-U-E-L. It's a weird one, but even if you misspell it, I'll pop up because they're so used to people screwing up my name. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. The algorithm will help you. You'll find me. Trust me. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's really cool. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. And we'll be sure to you know put all the links below on the audio and video portion. Thanks, Al. This is an absolute pleasure. You're doing amazing work. I love everything that you're putting out there. And uh, everyone, I don't know if you realize this, but... You got to go and leave a positive review for Al on this podcast because in doing so, it actually means the algorithm recognizes, oh, there's people that are engaging with this. Let's show it to some more people like that so he can make more impact. So if you haven't already, go and leave a freaking positive review because that's where I'm going right now when we're done and I'm going to leave one. So you should leave one too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Okay, so that concludes this episode of Podcast Marketing Secrets. This is Al Marenton signing off. I hope you have a successful day.